Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture. Look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh! AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to Smackdown tonight with all the fallout from Crown Jewel, but more importantly than all that... Mm a potentially record-breaking title match on the card. Yeah. I can't wait for this. Well, I just... Because I can't call this. Well, right. I can. Okay. It's a preview. And you would normally say, so-and-so to win? Yeah, the Usos to win. And that's my problem, is that I can. And I'm glad we started with this, because it is the main event. It is the big talking point. It is the match. It is the thing that I believe we forecast several weeks ago when mm-hmm. Paul Heyman did the video package. They didn't throw those numbers in for a reason. WWE got there on Monday, and I know sometimes now, we see this especially in AEW, sometimes the longer a storyline goes, the more you realize you've left too many weeks in the chamber, and sometimes it's best to just time things out with maybe two or three weeks to go. I don't think they've done enough. I think last week's... Actually, we've never, we didn't review it, so let's talk about this, right? Because this is a good place to bring this up. The what is effectively the go home segment for this match on SmackDown was piss poor. Oh yeah, week. we haven't time to talk about that. Have Absolutely we? Yeah. terrible. So for those that didn't watch SmackDown or well, and obviously haven't heard our review, but listen to us talk about the New Day's uh, last bit, last sort of what's the phrase I'm after? Last ditch bid to make this match mean something on Raw on Monday. That yeah. was like they had Riddle come along, and it was a pretty good uh, Raw. Riddle over. ruined it. Riddle, Riddle absolutely spoiled it because they were all. He loves his drums. He just when he's not when he's not wrestling, he plays drums. He gets together with his mates. He shares his drums with his friends. He <laughs> drums so much that he gets hungry afterwards because yeah. the physical exertion of playing the drums. So, like that, for some reason, overlapped into this story. But yeah, last week on SmackDown, to recap, uh, the Usos and the New Day were having their standoff sort of thing, and in order to promote this match, but also promote the. Uso's brawling brutes at Crown Jewel. <laughs> it resulted somehow in a four-on-two babyface beatdown of the Usos oh, yeah. until Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoar made the save for the heel, the biggest heel stable in wrestling, <laughs> to level the playing field to the point where the decision was made that the New Day would get a title shot on this week's SmackDown, 
but it could be against the brawling brutes. Well, they are next. <laughs> At which point, there would be no record to save. Yeah. So imagine if that was today. Well, it's a big tag match tonight. Brawling Brutes with their first title defence, having broken a near record-breaking run of the... It was stupid, man. It was yeah. so stupid. It was badly executed. Fans didn't know how to react, and rightfully so. It didn't It didn't suit bit. Triple H isn't doing great at booking babyfaces. Mm. Like, so, yeah, that was a real letdown. And then the promo was pretty good on Raw. They knew that this was... They've, like, dropped the ball here, is, what, is the mm. point I'm trying to make. I'm going the very long way around saying that they've dropped the ball. They had six to eight weeks to get to this. They did the hard work by n- noticing that it was going to fall on a SmackDown and then was just like, well, it's within six days. Yeah, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of pissed off, actually, that that's how this has gone because I think the Usos will win. I don't feel like I've been given enough um, juice in the fruit to squeeze at to say that the Usos have a chance, uh, the New Day have a chance of winning this. And I wish I did because I loved the New Day setting that record back in 2016. Mm. Do you recall who ended that record and how it happened? No. So... I love these. I was in my, this is like quite a personal me at what culture story. I was set to start in the office in January, but I'd basically been told that I would be full time. Oh my God, I'm writing about wrestling and talking about wrestling for the first time in my professional career right around this period. So I remember the new day um, confirming, like crossing the line on a raw just before roadblock end of the lane in 2016, where they lost the belts to the bar. Who weren't uh, even the bar at the time. They were yeah. Seamus and Cesaro. One was a heel, one was a babyface, but they're trying to make it work. And Seamus did that series. Yeah. yeah. And in order to beat the New Day, they did one of the most creative. Do you remember the false tag? Yes. Where they pretended to do a oh, tag. Hang on. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So it was like, well, how can we stop this rain? They've just broke the record. They're better than Demolition. They're the greatest of all time. So they do a pretend tag in order to send the New Day to the wrong man. And I think it was Cesaro ended up being legal all along. And that the titles changed hands because they finally wrong footed the greatest. That's what this match needs. And I turned to another fantastic tag spot. And I believe it was from the Survivor Series 2017 or 18. Somebody can correct us on Twitter for this. Where it was a, it was either the Usos, it was the Usos versus the Bar, I think. I was gonna say Usos versus Shield, but I think it was Usos versus the Bar from 2018. Raw versus SmackDown tags, where the Usos did a tag mid-dive. Yes. Like, Jimmy went for a dive and Jay put his hand yeah, up all, all the that. way around. So, again, the dive was used to neutralize the guy while the other one was suddenly legal. You need a spot as memorable as that because the use... I think there might be a callback to the bar one because I think the New Day might think, well, hang on, what ended our reign the last time? Yeah. So, what have we got in our back pocket? And the use says we've got to go one better. Look, this match should be fantastic. There is absolutely... There is law out the ass that I really like between these two teams. You've got the legendary Kofi Mania thing that was referenced on Raw where the Usos stood back. You've got the fantastic 2017 series, mm-hmm. the SummerSlam pre-show right the way through to a Hell in a Cell uh, co-main event. Remember that one that opened it where they made a prison of kendo sticks? Yes, please. Like, there is so much good Usos New Day stuff that they can mine for tonight. It has a chance to be special. If you've watched any of those matches previously, I imagine it will be littered in callbacks. I expect... Um, Solo Sikawar to be the difference maker with Big E absent from the side but I do wonder if they've asked Big E to send a video message and mm-hmm. saying like, come on guys I've, I've got you I'll be backing you from wherever I'm watching from something like nice, that yeah. um, like Roman Reigns perhaps doing the thing where Sami Zayn's phone rings <laughs> and he's like I'll pass a message on uh, any message from the Tribal Chief just win yeah. So like right, the opposite of like Big E being like, I like that. Don't I know you, up. Yeah, I know you can do it. Like the boosters, are like whereas Romans is just loaded with menace, but gets passed on through Sammy. 
So yeah, Roman's been on, and uh, well, he's. I tell you what, I'll just cut to the chase. He knows you can retain, but we know that the actual message yeah. is that. Like, I just there's loads of fun you can have with backstage stuff. The match should absolutely rule. All that said, I wish I couldn't call it because mm. I can. I can. The Usos are going to win. See, I'm not going to agree and disagree with you here. I agree. Last week's segment on SmackDown was awful. Yeah, because it was just dumb, and I was just like, oh, thank God we haven't got to review this. Basically, mm. we've got next. But a couple of things I want to disagree with you on. Uh, Triple H doesn't know how to book baby faces. Well, they've got the biggest baby face in all of wrestling right now in Sami Zayn. So they've got they've got that. All right. And um, I'll give you a partial pass on that. As much as I agree that I think the Usos will win, mm. just like at Crown Jewel, where I bit mm. on a brawling bruise yeah. pinfall, I think it was one where you could see, I want to say it's Ridge, Ridge the Fridge, Preventing one of the Usos getting back in, and you yeah, go, yeah. Uh, "Where's the yeah? Where's the kick out come from?" Yeah. I bought it just as much. as I bought Logan Paul ending Roman Reigns' streak. Just to circle back, um, that match was incredible. What did Dave give it? I four, think he's gone four, four and, and a half, half, is he? Four and a quarter. Quite right. Like yeah. I I will say this: you either we always talk about the dynamite card structure because do you put the big match on following? Uh, all those non-discerning people that still watch the Big Bang Theory for some goddamn reason, <sighs> or do you put it on in the actual last spot because it's the main event? Yeah. I don't know what WWE's take on that is with regards to Fox or anything, but for me, if you have the opportunity to have this headline in the show, you absolutely should. I'd pepper throughout the show as well. Yeah. Loads of like best bits of this lore. Feud. Lore, uh, Gunther and Ray in the main event, which we're going to get to last week, was a perfect headline oh. slot spot. So I see no reason why this shouldn't occupy that as well. Yeah, basically, I think there's going to be a bit where they hit the... Midnight hour or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna go. Oh, are gonna break. They're gonna stop them breaking the record. Plus, you've got the added bonus of Sami Zayn being able to be back on SmackDown this mm. week. Obviously, it was last week. I mean, he, he was on it, but you were all like, "Cool, won't be seeing you tomorrow at Crown yeah. Jewel." Um, did you see, by the way? Did you see how Roman brilliantly couched that? No. So you know that press conference. Yes. Where like the bloodline were unbelievably over. Um, so it was all like, ooh, see, ooh, see, ooh, see, and all that. And then Roman said something to, um, like, Roman said something to the Paul brothers, and then he's just said, and I, like, whatever, it wasn't this, but it was like, I'm, and I'm going to get the hell home or whatever. And something that ultimately got him booed, right? Yeah. And then they were all going, Sammy, Sammy, and Roman just leant into the microphone. After this, y'all don't deserve Sammy. Ooh. Which is like such a cool way to like put Sammy Zayn yeah. over as well as if like Sammy Zayn is a prize. And Roman had that glint in his eye whenever anybody talks about Sammy. So it's like this idea of still playing with his idea. Do you really like him? I, I know you don't. And that's what's torturing me the most. Yes. Because are you starting to care a little bit for him in this? And I, So they could have some fun with that. Yes. And I think if this was just the New Day versus the Usos, I'd be inclined to agree with you. This is just the most obvious. And I think it is going to be a, a retention for the Usos and breaking the record. They deserve to break it, in my opinion, as much as I love the New what Day. What was the match recently on Raw? Triple H era, where they built that match. Like, just the match had no right to get the build it got, and it was so successful for it. Was it like a Bobby Lashley United States title match, where they just, like, dropped loads of clips of, like, classic... They did a video package on the history of the US title and how, yeah. like, it might be... I might be conflating the two but it was like champa had the harley race robe that week yeah um, like i'm sure there was another one as well where it was just like jesus christ you really want people to give a toss imagine that like they, they, put, that over, they put the ic title over i believe on smackdown around the same time it just feels like they have got a handle on this stuff now mm. still not worthy of a cash in but you know yes good <laughs> no god no um but yeah i think the the addition <laughs> weirdly, of two people running interference with the Usos doesn't necessarily give them the advantage straight away. I think Sammy 
there's going to be a spot. Maybe it won't be when they hit the midnight hour. Maybe it'll be Sammy trying to interfere when the Usos clearly have either got the match won or are in control. And the New Day either hits something or Sammy Zayn hits something on one of the Usos. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, no. <laughs> and that's just a nice wrinkle to the story where Jey Uso, let's say, next week can be like, we almost didn't break that record, though, thanks to you, Sammy. Will he permit a bit of fantasy booking? Go on. Right. What about if uh, Sammy gets the call early doors, as we know, in good terms with Roman? They have a lot of inside jokes. Yeah. And uh, Sammy's like, guys, we've got nothing to worry about. We've got the numbers advantage tonight. Um, not me, on the other hand. Tribal Chiefs called me out for important Tribal Chief business. <laughs> but Solo's going to be with you. Yeah. Still numbers game, three on two advantage and all that. And that's played into it across the night, as we say. If they're building this up, like this whole thing of like bloodline of, you know, it's a numbers game, whatever. And did you see... The last week, uh, Big E doing that stuff at the football match. He was at yeah. So you've built up across the night the three on two, the three on two, the three on two. The bloodline entered first. Like, we the ones all that, and then you're waiting for the new day's entrance. Ah, oh, wherever oh. the hell we are, don't you dare be. And like obviously, he physically can't do much, mm-hmm. but he gives them the intro, and it's an unannounced Big E appearance doing the new day intro. It's as, as big that. as you can possibly make him. And like Solo and the Usos are in the ring selling. Oh, God, our numerical advantage has just gone. Do and the Roman. Did you know who's here, Paul, yeah, that he did like, for Jake Paul? Who wasn't doing the work, that sort of thing. Yeah, like Sammy, Sammy's already, you've seen him getting into a limo that's been <laughs> sent for him by the tribal chief. Yeah. Or something. Uh, they need me on the island of relevancy. I'll be back next week. Oh, yeah, that's great. But Biggie, like, obviously, physically, you know, you wouldn't want to risk him, but just the intro. You know, word on his next stuff. Get well soon, E. I think it's just a long, long road back, obviously. Miss you, love you, come back whenever you want, or don't, quite frankly. But yeah, whenever like, you're ready. Yeah, doing that intro where nobody knows he's going to be there, and you hear the voice before you even see the new day. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. Like, just as a as a visual of them all coming out as a three, because tonight means more. Tonight means more than it's ever meant before. And they, why would they tell you beforehand that they had E in the pocket? Or, alternative to that, I think that's the way they should go as well. Alternative to that, you see E at the beginning of the show, coming in, doing the whole, we're in the, the locker room, and someone's going to walk from a yard off camera. Yeah. It's Big E. And then later on, you don't have to show this, which makes it a lot easier. The enforcer has taken him out. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like so laid out I was flat. just stood over him, and oh, he's holding his neck. That's so good as well. Oh, man, that's... Even, that's. But don't <gasps> actually do it, WWE, because protect Big E at all costs. Do it in the match. <laughs> like, have, have the match going on, and it cuts to the screen. Oh, just as they're about to do it. Like, no, it cuts to... Like, like so, and they're going up for the midnight hour or whatever. Oh, God, yeah, and the screen cuts, and you just hey, see... A new something. day! Yeah, Solo stood over it like he's... he's Batista Ric Flair-esque. Grabbed a cameraman by the shoulder. I think you're going to need to see this, boys. And the camera pans down and just Biggie's on the floor. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. I'm going to... So, anyway, there's 15 different fantasy booking scenarios. (laughs) Any one of them is fine. Uh, But we mentioned the brawling brutes there. Their leader, allegedly, could well return tonight and uh, happily married now. Congratulations to him. Congratulations. Yeah, Seamus coming back because we are, what, two weeks away from Morgan... Is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell, that's come around fast. Big Irish brass balls on the table. Unhappy that the brawling brutes were undone by the bloodline, but unafraid to call out. So I don't think I haven't been watching. I know I was out injured. I haven't forgotten what you've done. I know you got a big match against uh, the New Day tonight, but I'm not even talking to you two scrubs. I'm talking to you, Roman. I know you're the one that called for that attack. I know the one that you're the one that set your, your henchmen, your goons on me. And there's only, like, do you think I'd take this lightly, pointing at his arm, pointing at his injury? Like, I'd, like the beats of the bodron 
mean more to me than your stupid bloodline, and I can't wait to slap the tattoo off your shoulder. A war games! Yeah, game chat war games. Yeah, and uh, there we go. Like, he remembers the injury. A baby face does not forget. A baby face keeps his promises for revenge. And he gets it, by the way. Like, this is Survivor Series preview content for a few weeks, but I've already forecast Seamus being the one to score the winning four with a big bro kick on a member of the bloodline. The big visual of the big cage victory for the baby faces to set. You've got a nice Christmas program in Seamus and Roman. Before or after Sami Zayn accidentally halluva kicks Jey Uso? After the spat. After the yeah, spot. Yeah, I think you're right. Seamus comes back tonight. Hero's reception, quite rightly. At the Double kick. So Sami Zayn halluvas Jay and then turns around into the bro kick. Uh, and, Ro- yeah. <gasps> and Roman is in the other ring and he looks up and you could see that he could have made the save. Uh, oh, we get him again, we get him again. <laughs> but Seamus takes the win for the night because Roman has a look and thinks, uh, another time. And uh, we've discussed this in the office. I don't think we've actually discussed it on the podcast. You've obviously got the five members of the bloodline. Mm. Uh, and if anyone, you know, if Jey Uso's wrist is still injured, which they could target actually in the match tonight, I've just remembered. Yep. Uh, Paul Heyman can obviously just step into that role. Of course. Uh, <laughs> who's the other two on the uh, the babyface team? Because we've got two options, really, haven't we? You've got, if we've done the way we just booked with the New Day, of yep. them, oh, you've tried to kill our friend, Solo. You put them in, yeah. But That's also, good. you've got someone... Owens has got to be in there. Kevin Owens has got to be in there. I think... Um, See, I, I'm wondering, do you... Mm, hmm, it's happening again. Do you book the New Day and then on the night of the show run an injury angle on one of them? And I, I wish I wish I could think of a scenario where Kevin Owens was a really good surprise appearance in the War <laughs> Games. I can't, I, can't, I can't drum one up. I can't... I can't my, my, my body doesn't remember this feeling sort of once every two or three weeks of what it was like <laughs> when Kevin Owens made the surprise appearance in the War Games. But, yeah, so, like, the bloodline, make it four on five on the night. And then Seamus is like, well, I guess we've just got four people. And, obviously, the cages are empty. And then the Owens music hits, and he's the fifth man in war games on the night. And you remember how it was Adam Cole in 2019? I don't, because I was watching in person. Uh, but I've watched it back a hundred million times, and Adam Cole is the face they go to. Imagine it being Sami Zayn's face they go to when Owens is the surprise fifth man, replacing an injured Xavier Woods oh, yeah. or something like that, or an injured Kofi Kingston. yeah. Really like that booking as well. But, yeah, just excited to see Seamus back because I always feel like we we always do this, but I feel like it's worth doing, putting over what bloody top bloke he is. I like that in this year, um, there's just some interesting symmetry. So in, like, if you permit me to be a boring bastard for a second. In 2010, when Seamus had had the world title in late 2009, and then lost it pretty quickly. And a all, TLC thing. Yeah, it all felt too much too soon in 2009. And there was a lot of, not heat around him, but there, like I remember still being on the forums at the time, and there was all this stuff of like, ah, oh, he's uh, Triple H's workout buddy. And that's why he's getting this accelerated push. And then he wrestled Triple H yeah. at that WrestleMania. Lost, but competitive mid-card match. Of course, it was Triple H. I was going to say. Lost, but it was a competitive mid-card match. Um, and even then, and then he was winning the title because the Nexus were helping, and he was... Like, the visual of Sheamus running away with the belt is that awful, you know, WWE coward champion business. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I think it took him for, I think even now, I still think he's running away from those ghosts of that past, right? Because the bar was this hugely successful and much, like, fondly remembered tag team. And in his own mind, he's probably been saying banger after banger after banger after banger after banger for the, the fat end of a decade, mm-hmm. right? And yet the moment he's, like verbalized it and made it part of his aesthetic he goes and has WWE's match of the year right against well against Gunther 
and he goes and gets this like long-awaited universal critical acclaim. I think that's always been the thing with Seamus. Acclaim has always been there, but it's always been from different pockets at different times. Everybody's all in on the Seamus thing now. And he must be thinking, yeah, about yeah. time. About goddamn time. And I like I admire that for him as well. And it comes at a time when, as a babyface, WWE needs B-level babyfaces yes. to lose to Roman. So not only has it happened for him where banger after banger is true, where it's made him a babyface, because the brawling brutes were heels up until yeah, the feud with Imperium, you know? Like, it's all converged at a perfect time for him to get this run against Roman, where nobody, I would say... We've done a Roman Reigns who should beat him podcast recently for WrestleMania, and Sheamus isn't even a contender. No. But you don't want Sheamus to be a contender. You want him to be a, a close-run guy, and there's nothing wrong in that. There's absolutely no shame in him being a close-run guy. For about a year, WWE had none, and that was the biggest problem with the Roman Reigns title <laughs> run. Can anybody beat him? Absolutely not. Like, now they've got a bunch of guys that can lose competitively, and I want to watch Sheamus fight yeah. to the bitter end to try and beat I want to see Roman trapped in the beats of the Bodron and, you know, like, be just rolling the shoulder with that low blow off a bro kick or something like mm-hmm. that. I want those moments for Sheamus. Um, I don't think there's a better Royal Rumble title challenger than Sheamus. That's the match Yeah, there's, there's arguments to be made about Sammy and Seth. And I think they should be in the rumble. It's got to the point now where we were going, oh, bloody hell, even you've put against Roman that's believable. Yeah. I'm worried now we haven't got enough premium live events before the big, I don't know, take your pick WrestleMania series yeah. with insert Cody Rhodes, The Rock, Sami Zayn, uh, Seth Rollins. I think Sami has to be in the rumble attempting I to agree. win it for Roman. Uh, and maybe you even do that Elimination Chambers in Montreal. So maybe they have a number one contenders elimination chamber or something, and Sammy is going to try and w- whatever. Like, but in terms of singles matches, I think you've got Sheamus there. You've maybe got Seth there, but they probably would be daft to risk it at this point because he's just a newly minted babyface. But Sheamus feels like a Rumble guy, mm. and having Christmas to build that, or even a TV main event, mm. the Riddle one, yes, was, the exactly. Riddle one was super effective as well. So good for you, fella. <laughs> Very nice. But Survivor Series, I think Cannon should be his night. Yeah. Baby faces to win war games. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, right, let's uh, look back quickly at Crown Jewel because there's going to be fallout from that show on this show. Um, I may have watched the Logan Paul Roman Reigns match again last night. Too right. Too right. It is... Genuinely one of my favourite WWE matches of this year. Yeah. Think of the ground that covers. Well, I was. it's getting to that time of year, and I was collating my... I have a, um, a strong feeling that me and you are going to share the same match of the year this year mm. because we were in the burning cauldron that was the furnace that greeted uh, FTR and the Briscoes at uh, Death Before Dishonor. So I have a feeling we might share that as our match of the year. But I've got Logan and Roman right up there. I think, um, funnily enough, like there's a lot of overlap with us this year because it would be very us to enjoy Roman and Logan. But we also streamed Cody and Seth in the cell together. I was say. And we saw Cody's comeback together. And there's just, like, most of my matches of the year are baked in with a strange and unlikely experience with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I when I think say, about it. Like, I uh, think the, the Briscoe's match with FTR is probably my tag match of the year. Ooh. Probably my singles match is probably Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. You know, <laughs> it's a close run thing. Certainly, <laughs> certainly the Logan match is up there for me Piece too. Of garbage. I can only think of um, off this sort of. You know, there's going to be we'll do loads of content on this, but I can only think outside of that realm would be something like maybe Punk and MJF and the dog collar. Yeah, but like the the ones that straight away come to mind, they'll be obvious missions that we're forgetting. You always get pelters for this way. Yeah. Like, what about that? And it was like, yeah, sorry, like, it just didn't spring to mind. But yeah, um, it's. I think it's going to be in the conversation. I think it was just. I, I still can't believe it went twenty five minutes. I can't believe what that was. Went, it Phil told us yesterday. Uh, that's the longest Roman Reigns singles match since. Was it, or is it other than other than um, Clash at the Castle. Yeah, in the title defenses. It's like, yeah, it's it's certainly up there for some of the longest title matches he's had, basically since winning the title. Here's some maths. I think we'll math for our American math. listeners. Actually, do me a favor, just while people listen, can you pull up the. Uh, Crown Jewel card on Wikipedia on your laptop. I've got it. Have you got it right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have a look at something to double check my math. Because um, I think this is the case. Yep. Uh, try this on for size. Roman Reigns and Logan Paul went longer than both Drew McIntyre carrying cross matches combined. Thank God for that. Well, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it, does it? No. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I watched two carrying cross Drew McIntyre matches and lost days to them. Extreme Rules going 11 minutes is what, like, that's Marty McFly. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it. Oh my! Space time continuum I'm, stuff. Did I? Did we do the stream for that? Or no? No, we I didn't do extreme rules. Yeah, no. I must have watched that on double speed, and it felt like yeah, about half an hour. Yeah, and they inexplicably at Crown Jewel gave Drew McIntyre a win. This isn't because I I've got anything against Drew McIntyre. You and I have just sat here and gone cool. Well, he's lost the world title match. Mm. He can eat loss after loss after loss now. And should do. It, it, before we get into 2023, Drew McIntyre needs to turn heel, maybe even return as as a heel yeah. after being written off, I would have said, at extreme rules, but still being written off by a, a straightforward carrying cross victory that, yeah, Drew comes back at the room and they're like, oh, yay, it's Drew, and he kills all your favourites, basically. Who's, but who's now he's, he got a, a bollocks 
stupid victory at Crown Jewel, escaping a cage just after Scarlett said, you're never getting out of here, basically. You're never going to win. Oh, you've won. <laughs> just um, terrible. So this must con- bloody continue. And it shouldn't, because uh, like they're undermining their own premise of steel cage, where the battle will be won and lost. It's like, well, you didn't pin me, actually, so rubber match it is. I just cannot fathom how the carrying cross push is apparently the same as retribution in the Thunderdome. 20 boring minutes followed by a mace finish. Like, <laughs> how are we there? I Like, both matches were dull, really dull. Both matches were so non-committal. So... To recap, Drew wins a cage match while Karrion Cross will say, well, you didn't pin my shoulders to a man. You couldn't make me tap. I've still got my wick, wick, whack, Cross, Drew Hawkins. Like, We're trying to leave you, little bitch. Yeah, that's what he'll say. The match where Karrion Cross did win was a stra- like he was tethered to him and his straps were too pathetic that Scarlett had to mace Drew in the face. Like That could have been any match. Mm. In, in hindsight, that didn't even need to be. It could have been a barbed wire exploding barbed wire death match. Like, ah, spraying my eyes, I've fallen on a bomb. Would have been the same, right? <laughs> like, would have been exactly the same. We have to get this again. I don't want it for Survivor Series, but looking at the card, you're looking at two War Games matches that are going to take up 10 people. So you kind of do need the other ancillary programs to fill the rest of it. Mm. It's easy to assume that because it's War Games, there's nothing else. But I would say you need at least, for example, a Seth match. Mm-hmm. Seth and Bobby, maybe. And then, so that's them two taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's the theory on the way. So, like, <laughs> so you got Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley, probably. Uh, you've got Gunther defend the Intercontinental title, probably. You've got something for the second hottest act in the company. Well, I work in the judgment day. And then, aye, oh, probably uh, Drew and Karrion one more time. I don't know what the match is. They're going to talk some bollocks tonight, aren't oh, God, they? Scarlett's going to go in a shark cage, isn't she? <laughs> That's it. And then somehow... She'll drop the mace down from up there. Well, I was going to say they'll make the cage fall and pray, and then somehow it'll be lowered, and then she'll spray a droop and then get raised back up. Just, yeah, I'm just so ready for this feud to be over, to be perfectly honest. It seemed so obvious. Like, I love Drew McIntyre, but I was like, go, go away for a bit. Make me miss you. Yeah. Like, the moment he didn't win at Clash of the Castle, you're like, cool, you can go away for a bit now then. Set up. I'd put it on TV. But set up. One last match. Uh, they're going to do last man standing and they're going to ruin their excellent record they've had recently with that match. I hope not, but it should be, it, maybe like not last man standing, but it should be billed as the final battle between the two. <laughs> Call it final battle and have it compete with Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. Put it on NXT. Put it on Dead Lane. Yeah. But have it, anyway, have them have their final match. It's got to be, you know, that like can never fight again, whatever. And uh, have it looking like Drew's doing the countdown. Three, two, for the Claymore. Break my blue up, dead. Yeah, Uncle Howdy themed distraction. Drew's like, eh, what? And then Carrion wins. And then that sends Drew towards Bray for Bray's first feud that isn't with himself. Changes people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sends uh, Drew to Bray for their first feud with Bray that isn't with the Titantron promo. And the first signs of is their uh, white rabbit lore. Mm. Leave that yeah. one as well. I'm not going to talk about Bray Wyatt on this show. He's going to talk some more bollocks, just like he did at Crown Jewel. And on last week's SmackDown, he bollocked a stagehand. He's going to snap eventually, but probably not this week. Are we going to come face to face with the ghost of the man that sold the world, of course? <laughs> That's Shrug. the noise Shrug. of me shrugging on a podcast. Um, but speaking of more Fallout, one of my favourite bits of Fallout from last week was when their blood fell out of f***ing Natalia's nose because <laughs> Shayna Baszler needed it off her goddamn face. Boosh. Oh my God, they've done it. Shayna Baszler's rediscovered her edge. 
it was uh, pretty cool when Shayna Baszler walked out and the Ronda was there as a like manager for the night. Oh. And that's a really instantly awesome <laughs> feeling that they've finally done what was obvious from the very beginning. Um, can we just talk for a second on this? Because yeah, because you got told me some amazing stuff about this. So I'm like, I will sometimes fly the flag that WWE is good again, right? And then it does something. I'm right that, there with you, brother. It does something that proves that it absolutely isn't, but. That's twice now in recent months. So Seamus was getting married. It's pro wrestling. Injure him. Write him out. How yeah. awful. I always go back to this example. You're moving from the Performance Center to the Thunderdome and Retribution don't smash the place <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it still bothers me. They're like, things are happening in well, real life. free tight for WWE, so. <laughs> things are happening in real life. Book around it, right? Yeah, that's a good point. But then, you know, last week it was just a really bad injury and a, a, a bad bit of work from Shayna Baszler, if anything. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Natalia needed shoot nasal surgery for some reason, right? Bust that goddamn nose open, like, with a bit of stage blood. Because what happened was, she drills her with a knee, and then it cuts back, and you're already seeing, like, what looks like burst condom full of fake blood all over Natalia's face. You don't need to see... Which like, I was like, someone in production's getting fired for this. Right. It turns out she needed nasal surgery, so you see an image of her online. She's going to probably say, oh, you took me out, you sent me to the hospital with a broken nose. Yeah, I don't care about that. Brilliant. Shayna Baszler breaks, nose with, breaks noses with a knee, as she should because she's Shayna Baszler, as she should because Ronda Rouser had said, give her a little more. Give her a little more. My former friend, you're my actual friend. I love this. So I love the bones of this. Shayna Baszler should go on a no knee, like a nose kneeing tour of the, <laughs> Smack, else need no surgery. the SmackDown women's undercard getting drilled once a week. Um, Ronda Rousey, there's so much to this because Ronda Rousey, should be there to help her friend ostensibly. She should be hoping that Shayna stays busy with other people because there might be a point where Shayna eyeballs that belt and they're like, mm. um. So it behooves Rhonda to be like, we run this place, we run this joint, and get us back to babyface Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler as a setup to babyface Becky Lynch versus Rhonda at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like Rhonda saying, oh, the man's back, is she? Well, she's got to get through the Queen of Spades. And, you know, I don't think that went too well for you last time. Did. Like, mm. didn't she bite a chunk out your neck or something like that? Like, just recall the stuff where Becky didn't beat her at WrestleMania. Nose law as well. From Nine Jacks plastering Becky noses. Nose. Becky yeah. Nose You've lost matches through getting broken noses before, haven't you, Becky? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a, I, I think, like, we said this for months, didn't we? Like, them on a tear three SmackDown, uh, you know, just as... So easy. As dominant monster, like, just completely monstering these women on this the roster. The road to WrestleMania has never been easier for WWE for me right now. Certainly not in recent years. By the way... Cody and Becky win the Rumble, and there's your matches for WrestleMania. Bish, bash, bosh. Which is what we should be talking about in November, and me and you in a professional capacity have never done, because I've done this with anybody since about the year 2000. Like, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to work. And it's just really nice that we're in this period of time when we're able to potentially put this card together. Mm. Which gets us to a, a little bit of Ray, because... Well, just before that, we should talk about the best match on uh, SmackDown last week, and that was a victory, of course, for LA Knight. Yeah! Just a quick word on that. Perfect. Yeah, spot on that. Um, cheated. Match was better than LA Knight would have with other people. Hmm. Ricochet's a dumb ass, and uh, he's going to call for a rematch, and LA Knight's going to duck and dodge it for a little bit, I yeah. think. Gonna eat of the twat. Yeah. Uh, I love Ricochet, by the way. Yeah. But let's talk uh, Gunther and Ray last week because it's kind of been lost in all the Crown Jewel oh, chat, mate. of course. Yeah. But it deserves, again, the flowers that people have in certain areas been given it. Yeah, go and find it if you can. There was one um, chop in particular where it felt like, and I haven't said this, I like Gunther and Seamus were doing this to each other. But 
not in a while has there been one of them Gunther chops where you can witness the remainder of a restless soul escape through <laughs> their screaming mouth. Uh, and that was here, as was the, like, the power bomb by the end. It, it's just it's so great. It wasn't perfect, and that's fine, because I think these matches should just play ugly sometimes. Uh, but otherwise, their chemistry was sublime. And Ray, narratively now, has to really take a look at himself, because he came... This has basically been the everything's fine run for Rey Mysterio, hasn't it? Mm. I've come to some, like Triple H just stopped me from leaving, and not only have I been stopped from leaving, I've won. So I just don't need to think about the consequences of my actions because I've got this Intercontinental Title shot. Everything is. I'm cool. far too busy to worry about anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's not. Now he's not far too busy to worry about anything else. He's got to find something to worry about. So I wonder if, mindful of that, Ray will go looking for somebody to mentor. Okay. A kind of. Uh, son I never had type deal for Dominic to get pissed off all over again. So Dominic can... So Ray now forms a bond. Find me a young wrestler on SmackDown, right? Ray, LA Knight. LA Knight. Find me a baby face. <gasps> oh my God, it's Madcap Moss. I was literally just about to say that. Right? Madcap Moss, looking for a direction. Ray, <laughs> somehow, even though Madcap Mad Moss is like eight foot tall, he's <laughs> like... You remind me of me. Madcap Moss, you remind me of me and your comeback spot and literally nothing else. Or Madcap Moss like flip. Madcap Moss works a match tonight and fires off a wicked 619 attempt. And Ray's like, I see a lot of you in me. You're a big guy. You could be 10 times the guy I was because not only can you do all my cool stuff, but you're also 12 foot tall and jacked. Mm. And I never had that. So Madcap Moss and Ray Mysterio go on an unlikely student-teacher relationship. (laughs) And then (laughs) awesome jacked. Kind of good underneath the surface wrestler Madcap Moss becomes the target of the Judgment Day because Dominic's like, it's just somebody else that is, you're a better father to than you ever were to me, Dad. And Ray's like, no, that's not what it's about. I just really liked him and I wanted to help him. Why does it always come back to this? I can't run forever from this. Well, I guess it's going to have to be WrestleMania. And like that's... Loser, loser leaves WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Madcap Moss le- loses yep. and then says, oh, hi, I'm Riddick Moss the next, the next week. <laughs> Getting rid of that stupid bully part of his name. Yeah, let him be rid of it. Yeah, it's for me. It's either Mad Cop Mouse or Top Dollar that could really emulate that <laughs> style. But yeah, a Ray, a, a student teacher relationship with Ray to again be like there. Well, I, I'd love to address the situation on Raw with the Judgment Day, but I'm just so busy with my admin of monitoring the career of this young wrestler <laughs> that I just I can't deal with this at this point. Yeah, really like that. Uh, one final thing to look forward to uh, on tonight's SmackDown. And uh, it's coming home because the World Cup is coming oh, yeah. to Friday uh, yeah. Night SmackDown, which WWE uh, on their .com can't decide whether it's next week or this week. Well, I'm fairly certain it's this week and they've just been crap. Is it because they've looked at the Premier League and thought, hey, why is there a um, full slate, a full sketch for yeah. this week's Premier League? I thought it was goddamn World Cup season. They're all the teams are getting now. It's Christian Pulisic is in our squad. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I assume that there's been some confusion there because they assume that the actual World Cup started this week uh, because this whole thing's been designed for corporate synergy because yes. Fox are running World Cup games, I believe, in America. I'm sure our American listeners will kick my ass if I'm wrong. But Not as much as England's going to kick USA's ass in the World Cup. Hey, buddy. Sorry about the old uh, soccer, but uh, we're still better. I don't actually care. I can't fake enthusiasm for this. So. I can't wait for know, both World Cups, to yeah, be perfectly yeah. honest. I think I'm more interested in WWE's right now. I'm, I will get... I will get a little bit sucked in. You want to get sucked in if uh, if England do well, but I like will. I like to 
stay back from it. I think our kids want to watch the games again, which is fine. But I kind of stay back from the early rounds because I find some of the conversation insufferable, <laughs> the uh, the pointless. Like, national football diversion for the SmackDown podcast? Yeah, Sounds a bit of it. We talked about this before off mic. My issue with international football is that it should be for everybody. But a lot of football fans do that thing that used to happen to women that wore Ramones t-shirts. Uh, name six of the songs of the bars. You can't enjoy it. <laughs> right? They can. And they can just like a t-shirt. Yeah. But also people can just come together and watch this sport, even if they're not football fans. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I hate this idea that like this discourse should be gate kept by mm-hmm. people. That, But also there is a lot of, in the UK especially, in England especially, Murray would kill me for saying UK. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of reactionary press response. When Scotland's first game in the movie. <laughs> they suck. Um, there was a lot of reactionary coverage to England games, win, lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. which Mainly win. makes it tiring because, like, England have had two, is it two really good tournaments or three? Oh, yeah, three. Yeah. All under Gareth. Yeah, three Sir good. Sir Gareth, sorry. Three good tournaments now. And, like, Lay off, just like let's see how it goes for a bit, mm-hmm. and it's, you never get that. You never get room to breathe if it's so much as a draw or anything like that. And I find it exhausting. Whereas if you get into the knockout stages, it's just win and advance, win and advance, win and advance, and the momentum builds, and suddenly everybody goes from being stressed out with a point to backing them after a penalty shootout win or something like that. It doesn't matter that it was nil nil after injury time because we won on penalties, and on and on it goes. And I like watching that snowball build as it mm. rolls down the hill. Whereas I find it quite stressful in the early stages. Add, added to that, of course, the Qatar involvement. Not that WWE will be bothered about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on international I'm glad that you're excited. Also, I've got kids, so I get envious that people can, like, sit in the pub and watch frigging, I don't know, Costa Rica versus the Czech Republic or something. Yeah. Because it's like, just because you can. Oh, there's a game kicking off at uh, five past five, is it? Well, I'll see you in the pub. Like, I can't do that now. I've got kids, so I get jealous of people. As I'm walking to my train, I see full pubs of people and flags outside. I should probably correct myself. We've had two good tournaments. 2016, we got knocked out by Iceland. Ah, two. Right, yeah, two good two. Yeah. Semi-finals of the World Cup, finals of the Euros. But, like, the joint best we've had in our lifetime. Yeah. Final never happened in our lifetime. Nope. Semi-final once. And twice. twice. Italian 90 in Euro 96 for me. Beat, beat Germany as well, which was the best day ever. That's the international derby for England, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Still, so. um, and I get where you're coming from. Temper your expectations. At the same time, on uh, Friday the 25th of November at 7pm, I'll have a flare up my arse. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> England are playing USA. But... That used to be um, the name of uh, Ric Flair's chat show on WCW. A flare up my arse. <laughs> So, that's that for the goal. I've seen the little uh, blurb they've written at uh, on WWE.com for the SmackDown World Cup, and I thought we could play a little game. It's time to play the game! Play the beautiful game. Well, exactly. Who will emulate soccer? It's football. If it's... you're going to steal our thing, call it... <laughs> you play bloody hand egg. Oh, God, I hate that part so <laughs> much. Awful, I it? really hate it. <laughs> it's, uh, if you ask me, it's uh, just uh, rugby in space. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> but can you hate guess... You'll, you'll understand that why I'm pissed off about this in a second. Because I'll give you a clue. England's not one of them. All right. Who will emulate soccer powerhouses like blank, blank, and blank okay. right. in their effort to become the first ever SmackDown World Cup winner? Clint Dempsey. No, they're countries. Oh, okay, okay. Argentina. No. Brazil. One. Okay. Uh, Denmark. <laughs> No. Okay, okay, okay. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. Uh, because it's America, and it, like 
with all the, and I mean this with all the love intended to American listeners, me and Wilborn would be there eating your food right now if we could. Mm-hmm. Everything in America only revolves around America, as it should. One world, and it's the goddamn United States in America. What's in the World Series? So in their mind, the last World Cup was actually USA 94. Romania? <laughs> no. Roberto Baggio's Italy? Italy. Italy. Yeah, yeah right. because Italy and Brazil, yeah. the, the fine list of USA 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to, just to get a little... Right, okay. Italy aren't at the World Cup! They didn't quite got knocked out by North Macedonia! Hey, hey, buddy. But they did win the Euros, I get it, let against me, uh, us. Let me point you in the direction of a little known thing called an absolutely terrible World Cup final from 1994 that went to penalties between Brazil and Italy. I just wish there was a there was a sign that tournament wasn't going to go well. I don't know, maybe in the opening ceremony with the Diana Ross penalty. I, I, this is like, this is my new generation thing where I like crap stuff. World Cup 1994 was good. Is it's that my, your first tourney? It's a hill I die on. Italian 90 was my first tourney. Bloody but hell. I've got a great love for... Euro 96, mate? Yeah, I got, I got a great love for USA 94 because... Multiple reasons, but so obviously being a wrestling fan, America doing football yeah. was class. So they had a game at I think the um, the uh, same stadium as WrestleMania three. Ooh. So I was like, it was wrestling law for me. It was like I know that one. Ninety three thousand one hundred seventy three from WrestleMania three. Dad, 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 dad. That's where Hogan slammed Andre. Dad, dad, dad. Shut the. Oh. Uh, Jack Charlton was a local. He would go on holiday to Filey, where I used to, where I grew up and mm. worked at in the summer. He would be seen on the seafront because I had a holiday home there. He was managing the Republic of Ireland, who had a good tournament. Great tournament, yeah. England that. weren't there, so like, as the most, like, Ireland isn't a home nation technically, but people kind of backing them. Yeah. Jack Charlton was a beloved England World Cup winner, so he was their manager. Um, and the USA kit. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm in charge. Oh, yeah. Right. The USA kits that year. What was your man with the ginger beard called? Alexi Lalas. Yes. Right? The USA kits were... Like Queen of the Ring. Oh, no. It's a different... <laughs> were... <laughs> of course. Greatest design ever. Home kit. Denim blue. Yeah. With stars. Yeah. Away kit. Red and white stripes. Yeah, the red and white one, I really Sunderland fan, obviously perfect for me, but they were wavy like a flag. <laughs> because it's goddamn stars and stripes in the goddamn Uncle f***ing Sam, United States of goddamn f***ing America. I love my country. Our country, tears of the Statue of Liberty. Big brisket food. Yeah. Diet cups of Mountain Dew, grass loaded with lots of dew. Some (laughs) the devil will get his due. No health (laughs) care. That's fireworks and guns. You want to get this in the third country? Oh, yeah. Italy, Uh, Brazil, and one that I begrudgingly accept. Germany. Germany. Yeah. So who's going to emulate them? Uh, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, Santos Escobar. That. To be fair, there is a story going into this, of course, with, yep. with uh, Shinsuke <laughs> being an honorary member of Hit Row now. <laughs> the best member of Hit Row on his first night with the group. And you know about my love for Shinsuke Nakamura, but Santos Escobar has to win this. He does. Um, so they won. This is numbers game stuff that we're seeing with the Judgment Day. They won because they leveled the playing field with Shinsuke, but baby faces aren't supposed to cheat first. <laughs> so, uh, wait, like, I know Triple H, try that one on for size if you can. But uh, obviously the stable war means that Escobar wins here because they're going to outnumber Shinsuke, which means that hit row save. Not, hey, shove it up your goddamn ass. There's the same number of us, so we're going to cheat too. Like, 
Top Dollar wanting to do his rope walks. But did you see this, by the way? That's all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you watched it. You know about my love for Legal and Del Fantasma, and particularly yeah. Santos Escobar, mm-hmm. Joaquin Wilde, Cruz Del Toro. Yeah. I'm kind of into this match. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a, a bit of a slapper, this one. It's a weird show, this, because there's only really two things <laughs> advertised for it, and I can't wait, and I'm going to be... I'm very close. If this was last week, I and with the time difference being as it was, mm-hmm. 100% I would have stayed up and watched this. 100%. Yeah, it's, I think that Uso's New Day match, I think if they hype it correctly over the course of the show, and we just finished Wheel of Fortune... You'd, you'd <laughs> stick around for it because I think it's just they'll they'll do a good job of raising the stakes. And now that we've given them fifteen different finishes, yeah. and they, if they, even if they pick one of them, I think they're good to go. I can't I, uh, wait for SmackDown tonight. Now I feel like I should. Did big numbers as well last week, didn't it? I don't know. Two point two, I think it did. Woof. Yeah, that's a beast. Two. Considering they were on FS1 the week before, it's not no milli, two milli. <laughs> really right. I uh, I, uh, I feel like obliged to uh, shout out um, Canadian listeners. Uh, yeah, aren't Canada at the World Cup? Are they? Yeah. Oh, I might root for Canada. Double check. Hang on. Leave it with me. Two seconds. <laughs> we'll wrap up in a second. Yeah, they are. They've got Croatia on Sunday, the twenty seventh of November. On this one, okay. Belgium, Canada. Oh, got Belgium as well. Shout out to them then. Oh, Canada, your country is the tits. <laughs> Recently, we got Tim Hortons, and I fucking love Tim bits. <laughs> there we go. I've, Sorry for all the swearing, but at least I've covered our bases now. Hey. Our neighbours to the north. That day we're going for a curry. They play in Morocco at 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. We'll be putting our why maple a- leaf hats on for that one. Why is our Canada? Scotland. So lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Let us know your thoughts on that and Smackdown tonight oh, on God, Twitter oh, at oh. LockCoach. Don't snitch tag Murray. It's, I was going to say, it's only like the worst thing is, is that we've got some great Scottish listeners. Like some that I ref- like I know specifically that we have great crack with on Twitter. And uh, what I've done is I've just decided to dig out Murray and he's not even sat in the room. I could have just done that at the desk and I wouldn't, <laughs> just have, offend- I just wouldn't have offended our Scottish listeners. I think Scotland's amazing. I think Glasgow is one of my favourite cities to get pissed in the country. There we go. <laughs> at what culture WWE on Twitter? Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It was all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sige are going to be here a little bit later on to look ahead to AW Rampage tonight. We've got Wrestle Culture with hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way too. Uh, and then me and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review Friday Night Smackdown. But for now, this has been the Smackdown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. <laughs>